You're listening to the podcast for Zionstone United Church of Christ, taken from the weekly homilies of interim pastor Michael Landsman. I admit to you, my brothers and sisters, that I'm tired. My wife is tired. My son is tired. Are you tired? It's okay to be tired, especially now that it's late in the evening. When we're tired, it's a sign that something inside of us needs to be reset. That our bodies need time to recover from the stresses of the day. This time of year can place extra stress on us. But stress for the wrong reasons. Who should I buy a present for this time? How much can we afford to buy? Who should we buy for and who should we not buy for? Should we go into credit card debt to buy things? The answer to that is obviously no. Sometimes, though... We're so tired that we can't sleep. We're so tired and we're so fried that our bodies just won't shut down enough for us to sleep. When this happens, we lose focus and we see the world around us as in a blur. And this is the spiritual condition of not only Israel during the nativity of our Lord, but also the spiritual condition of the world. Spiritual apathy, blurred senses of right and wrong, maybe even a general sense among believers that God has abandoned his people, that his promises to them will never come true, because just look at the latest empire to occupy our lands. No freedom since Judas Maccabee. But God will not abandon his people. God cannot abandon those he has set his love upon. And this spiritual darkness is typified by the nighttime we see in the nativity story in Luke's gospel. In Luke 2 2 verse 8, it says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. By night. This nighttime pervades the whole land, and citizens are ordered to transplant themselves at their own expense for a census. And we know the story. Mary and Joseph cannot find room at the inn, so they find a stable. Church tradition says that the stable may have been in a cave. Regardless, the situation is not ideal. Baby Jesus is born without visible fanfare in humble location. But in this time of darkness, there are nearby shepherds hard at work in the night. And something breaks through to them through the dark of night. And Luke 2, verse 9, it says, And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Now imagine this, right? There's no light pollution at all. Have you ever been on a hike, or have you ever been up a mountain, or have you ever been in a place where there's no light? And it gets really dark, and you can see the beautiful sky. You can see the Milky Way. You can see all of the stars. Imagine that, though. There's no light, just the light of the sky. It's very dark. Maybe they had some torches, who knows. All of a sudden, though, an angel of the Lord appears to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. This glory is the angels reflecting the glory of God. And the angel says to the shepherds, Fear not. Now, why did the angels say this? Because the shepherds are coming into contact with the holy. They're coming in contact with the divine. And they were probably afraid that they would die. Which is why I don't believe most vision stories where people claim to see angels nowadays. 
Because in the scripture, when people see angels, they freak out. And then these angels make the most important announcement the world has yet heard. Christ the Savior is born. Go and see him. The angel tells them that in the city of David is where they'll find him. God's promised Davidic Messiah is finally here. And we know that the incarnation of the Son of God has occurred. He who created the uncontainable heavens was born from the womb of the Virgin Mary. And so I say to you, brothers and sisters, this evening, fear not. When confronted with the enormity of the incarnate Christ, do not run away in fear, but like the shepherds did, go to him. Go to him and worship. Do not be afraid when light shines and dispels the darkness. The incarnation of Jesus is an invitation to communion, to covenant, and to relationship. Darkness being dispelled and light coming into formerly dark places takes on a different meaning when we look at this spiritually. The dark places of our souls, the dark places of our minds do not want the light of Christ to illuminate them. We're scared of what the light will show. We don't want what we keep hidden to be exposed. But brothers and sisters, tonight of all nights, as the light of the world comes into the world as a human being to end the powers of darkness, let the light of Jesus Christ enter those places. Do not be afraid. Let his light in. When we do this, when we receive Christ into our being, into the dark places, the angels rejoice as they did this night. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The shepherds in the story said, let us go see this. And it's probably more like this. Shepherd number one, yo, we have got to get out of here. And then shepherd number two replies, what about the sheep? Shepherd number three responds, dude, forget the sheep. And this is they made haste. In other words, they ran like their lives depended on it. They rushed. They found Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus, and they told them everything that had happened. The angel appearing to them, the glory of God illuminating them, the message to not fear, the heavenly choir. It's true. All of it. And then everyone there wonders at what was just said. But not Mary. What does it say that she did? It says that she treasured up these things. Why doesn't Mary wonder? I think the answer is because nine months ago she had her own heavenly visitation. In Luke one thirty four to 35 and Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Her wonder gave way to obedience to God's will. Now think about what has happened to her since the Annunciation. Her barren cousin Elizabeth has had a baby. And that baby was filled with the Holy Spirit while still in utero. Mary sings the Magnificat in response. Zechariah, John's dad, prophesies. It's a crazy family get-together. And all of these divine encounters lead her to treasure the events surrounding her. And treasure here means to keep within oneself, to hold tight. These events were not ordinary events. Mary held on to them. She kept them stored in her heart. Not only did she hold on to them, it says she pondered them in her heart. She did not forget them, and I believe she held on to these memories before, during, and after her son died, was raised, and ascended. And the resurrection and ascension, to be sure, deepened her understanding of what she experienced. And so to you, brothers and sisters, tonight I say, treasure these things. Ponder them in your heart. The acts of salvation that God has worked on your behalf, do not forget them. 
Keep them in your heart. Hold tight to them. In your darkest time, remember what we celebrate here tonight. God the Son becoming human to unite wayward humanity to his divinity. Treasure the acts of God in your life as you walk with him. Keep those times in your heart as well. Remember how he has walked with you and how he has kept you. And the shepherd's mission to go and see and to bear witness is our mission. That shepherd's mission to go and see and bear witness is our witness. We are to go without fear and bear witness of the things that we have seen and heard and what God has done. And also Mary's mission of bearing God is our mission because Mary bore Jesus Christ. Mary bore God within her. And it is our job to bear God within ourselves, to receive Christ, to let him rule and reign over our hearts and over our lives, and to receive his atoning sacrifice on the cross, and to be brought into his family and to a relationship with God. And so to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, be all honor, glory, and worship together with his Father who is from everlasting and is all holy, good, and life-giving spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast for Zion's Stone United Church of Christ. We're located in beautiful North Hampton, Pennsylvania, and we'd love for you to come worship with us. You can find us on the internet, www.zionsstoneucc.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Zion's Stone UCC. God bless. Thanks for listening.